Hello and welcome to the Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast with me, clinical somatic educator and founder of Total Somatics, Heidi Hadley. The Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast has been designed to help you gain a deeper understanding to how your mind and body work. You will learn about your amazing mind and body and why over time you can feel pain, recurring injuries and poor posture. Within this podcast, I will teach you why this doesn't have to be your future or the norm for you. Would you like to learn how to reduce pain, move freely and gain a new lease of life? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Now, just before we get started, I just want to share with you that if you're watching this on the Total Somatics YouTube channel, please don't forget to like, share, subscribe and press the notification bell. So every time an episode comes out, you will be notified very quickly about that. Also, if you are enjoying these episodes, please could you rate me and put a comment so it allows more people to find out about Somatic Movement and Mindset, the podcast. And so as a result, it means that we can get more people to understand how to fully read their body from the inside out and start to reduce pain, improve mobility, improve and increase their um, range of movement, help their posture and just an overall improvement to their health and well-being. So it's really powerful work. I'd love for you to be able to share this with other people, too. Okay, so let us get started with today's episode. So a very common request that I often have, either online or in clinic or when I'm teaching practitioners so they can teach total somatics to people too, something that's really common is they say, how can I reverse my stooped posture? Really interesting, isn't it? So if you're familiar with total somatics, if you've been listening a lot to the episodes or also you are part of the total somatics membership, you'll know that I discuss a lot about postural reflex patterns and that happens from your brainstem. So from the subconscious automatic part of your brain, we have these stress postures that occur and that's in service of survival. So what happens is, is in these stressful situations, they should only be a temporarily taken us in and out of these postures. But because of life events, we can get stuck in these postural stress patterns. And remember, your brain is a pattern creator. So it creates the tension and tightness from head to toe to take us into those survival postures. And so let us consider underneath your skin today why people develop this stoop posture and what you can do to reverse that stoop posture. So you see, when people have this stooped appearance and they roll their shoulders forward and their head juts forward, there's a number of reasons. There's three that I'm going to share with you. So the first one can be something called mirror neurons. So they're absolutely fascinating. Scientists discovered these mirror neurons. And what happens from a very early age, the most influential people in our life, we mimic them. So it might be that you live the other side of the world from your relatives, but there are still mannerisms and behaviors that you've developed over the time from those instrumental years of your life. Where you, you just have a certain characteristic. It could be with your siblings as well. There are certain mannerisms that develop and you can see them through the generations. It's absolutely fascinating. So however, those mirror neurons can also mimic things such as the way that we move, the way we stand, the way we hold ourselves, the rhythm, because when we're babies, when we're children, we're watching those influential people and noticing how they walk. That's how we gather and gauge information to explore and take on our little world when we're growing up. But also with these mirror neurons, what they do is they allow us to notice 
the coping mechanisms to stressful events or develop similar mindsets or internal narratives. And if we have come from maybe where there's a disempowering or a worrying mindset or overthinking or overanalyzing, or it could be like a people pleasing mindset where there's lack of boundaries, where we're not really taking good care and noticing what our health is like, but just plowing on through, pushing through, hoping to manage and push the stress down, thinking it will go away. Those mannerisms, those behaviors start to show up because remember, when we look at our posture, when we sense and feel the tension in our posture, all we can notice are the people, we get a true reflection of what their subconscious is showing. And so in this instance, if you've got somebody with the rounded stoop shoulders, head foot is, is pushing forward, that's showing a particular type of um, brainstem response. And again, it can be that stress pattern. But then there's a second way that this could develop and it can be through habits so it could be that you love sewing or you love knitting or you love writing journaling that sort of thing maybe you spend a lot of time on your device for recreation or you're on the computer a lot maybe you love cycling swimming maybe you love going to the gym you see all of these activities there's nothing wrong with them but when we do them very often and we don't have a way to reset the tension that we create what we start to do is create a huge level of tension through the front of our body and when that starts to happen it makes our shoulders roll forward it depresses and draws the rib cage down it allows your head to jump forward and then your tailbone will tuck up and under too so all the muscles through the front of your body learn through habit to stay tight that creates that stooped posture the third one, which we're going to develop a little bit more now, and this is where we can get to the root cause to start to reverse this pattern of tension and the stooped appearance, is that this stooped shoulders forward head posture is actually a withdrawal response. It's a basic neuromuscular response that's coming from, remember I said before, your brainstem. So this is where those survival mechanisms come in to help us deal with a stressful or a traumatic event so it's a protective very intelligent smart response and it, it triggers to any negative stressors but the problem is now we go from one stress to another stress and we never recalibrate we never truly recenter our nervous system we just push all these things down and expect our intelligent nervous system to continue and it's pretty amazing what we can do when we just keep pushing all this stress down However, things start to scream out eventually and, and it brings our attention to it. And that's what we're going to consider as the joint pain and the muscle pain and the inflammation. All of this are signs where we've been living in a tight, tense body. But let's consider that withdrawal response. Let's think of how your brain is patterning tension and contours and shapes and, and different things within your body. Because if you are a worrier, if you get very anxious and you feel very overwhelmed, what you'll start to notice is your eyes and your forehead, those muscles will contract, the skin will begin to wrinkle. And if we keep doing this long enough, we start to create wrinkling and changes in our skin. And so the, the wrinkles become more permanent. You can see that permanent worried frowned appearance on somebody's face. And also with anxiety, what it will start to do is influence the tension and tone of your neck, and it will start to jut your head forward and project your face forward too. And so if your head is jutting forward, 
there's an area right at the base of that group of muscles in the or group of joints in the cervical spine, so in your neck. And in C7, so right at the bottom there, when the muscles start getting stronger and tighter because they're having to hold your head, which is about five kilos or 10 pounds, it's trying to hold it there. But of course, we're really pushing the weight forward. What happens is, is that over time, as the muscles get stronger and tighter, trying to hold that area, a layer of fat starts to develop over C7, over that little bony bit at the base of your neck. And if we continue to have the forward head posture and the muscles stay tight, that fat will develop even more on the C7, on the end of that muscle, on the end of that joint. And that starts to develop something called a dowager's hump. You might have heard of that, that big hump that can appear. And what we're seeing now is children, very young age, are starting to develop that dowager's hump, something that would have been years ago that we would have seen in later life. That is what's happening when we stay in a withdrawal response. And with, remember that withdrawal response is also where we develop the habits of computer games and on mobile devices and looking forward all the time. It's changing the shape of our spine. And so irrespective of if it's come through habit or it's come through a withdrawal response, your nervous system doesn't know the difference between perceived and actual danger. So if you continue to reinforce a withdrawal response in your neuromuscular system, it will, it will allow those emotional energetic feelings to flow. Because do you ever see anybody that's got that real withdrawal rounded appearance? Do they ever look full of zest and confidence in life? They don't. And that's what's happening is your emotions and your posture and your muscle tension are all intertwined. So what we want to consider is how much when we release this tension, when we release through withdrawal response, it's actually going to help our emotional, mental, energetic and physical health, everything combined. Because let's just reflect a little bit further at, say, your shoulders. Your shoulders are still part of that patterning of stress. You know, if you consider somebody that's anxious, distressed, really quite overwhelmed with things, that reflex will allow the shoulders to lift towards their ears. So I always say it's like an extension of their, it's like earrings, your shoulders become like earrings, they're an extension of, of, of your um, ears really, everything hunches up. But your shoulders hunch towards your ears and they roll forward. And so as they do that, what it's going to do is people that suffer with a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress will find it's really common that they get sore neck and shoulder pain. And so this we also see often with teenagers. There's so many factors that can develop this withdrawal response. It could be that you've got um, young girls that are growing up, they're feeling quite self-conscious because at an early age before the rest of their peers have developed breasts, they're developing breasts and they might be quite big. So they roll their shoulders forward, trying to just have that more of a self-conscious withdrawal response because they're a bit self-conscious. It could also be a teenager that's shooting up really tall compared to their peers and they're feeling self-conscious there. So with the withdrawal response comes in again, they stoop their shoulders, they roll forward to make themselves look a bit shorter to kind of fit in with the crowd. Also from childhood, we can have quite severe trauma, things that can create an imprint into our system. And so we take that into later life and we start to notice these patterns of protection and restriction are happening. And so this again will start to lead to further issues. 
And so when we have this contraction, it's growing all the time. Remember, your brain is a pattern creator. It creates a full body pattern of contraction. So we've talked about your facial muscles, your neck, your shoulders. However, if we're going into that fetal position where we're rolling everything forward, it means the muscles in and around your rib cage tighten. So they depress and draw your rib cage down. Your six pack muscle starts to tighten, which tucks your tailbone up and under, creating things like tight hip flexors. Your, your legs will roll in, so the hips will roll inward, and you roll on the inside of your feet because it's creating this withdrawal, trying to make everything tight. And in a protective setting, we're protecting our vital organs, so we're covering and trying to make that whole area as small as possible. So if we take that principle of withdrawal and holding everything tight from the center, consider if you're living like that all the time, it's going to impact the quality of your breathing. It will affect your digestive health. And that's when we, people start to get all sorts of inflammatory bowel issues because we've got things like the vagus nerve, which is con connecting all these areas. And it's highly sensitive to that stress response. So again, the vagus nerve is very much linked to all of this here. Also, you know, when we're thinking of our bowel habits, could we be that we go from constipation to loose bowels? And then all of a sudden we get a lot of flatulence, we get a lot of wind, maybe we suffer with um, hemorrhoids as well, and we're forcing ourselves to have a poo sometimes. And that is an indication of how the, the tension and tightness in your inner world is just as tight as the external world. So we can also develop things like irritable bladder syndrome. And again, it's like that frequent urination or you think you need to go to the toilet, but there's no nothing happening. This again is a very hypersensitized nervous system. It's all part of this withdrawal response. It's all part of your vagus nerve being involved with all these different areas. So again, can you see in total somatics, we're not just looking at muscles. Initially, I might say to you, is to help release tense type muscles. But if we don't address what's going on right deep down in our center, we won't be able to release these patterns of tension and protectiveness that sometimes have developed over decades. So can you see why it's working mindfully, nurturing, gently, allowing time to actually take care of yourself rather than putting yourself at the bottom of the to-do list it's really, we only get one beautiful body in our life. We can get new cars, we can get new bits of furniture, we can get a new phone, but we've got one beautiful mind and body. We've got all these wonderful organs. And sometimes we spend more time and attention on material things rather than what we're doing with our beautiful mind and body. Can we take time out to reflect on that? Because if we're constantly just um, ignoring the fact that we're in this withdrawal system, it's really going to fire up a lot of pressure long term to our nervous system, our skeletal system, which is, you know, our joints and our bones, the muscular system, our internal organs, it will affect our inflammation levels, it's going to affect our sleep. If we suffer with insomnia, that's a huge sign that we've got a highly stressed nervous system, and your nervous system doesn't feel it's conducive to relaxing and falling asleep, because we're on high alert. All these signs are telling us how we need to start regulating our nervous system. And so that's why total somatic movement is so powerful, because what we're doing is we're releasing 
the withdrawal reflex pattern that's kicking off and starting in your brainstem. It's the postural brainstem behaviors and patterns that happen. And when we do total somatic movement, we're increasing your brain to body communication. We're regulating your nervous system. Within total somatics, there's a huge amount of work that I teach you on regulating your vagus nerve, really grounding and toning your vagal world. That is so important, part of total somatic movement. And so we need to change the state of our nervous system because up until now, if you've been suffering with a lot of inflammation, a lot of pain, you're not sleeping well, you feel unsettled, uneasy, you feel your breathing is dysregulated, could I invite you to just consider how it would feel if you started to regulate your nervous system and create those deep changes? It's absolutely transformative, this work. And the more that we start to do this work, we start to activate the frontal cortex, which is our focus, awareness, concentration, emotional intelligence, executive functioning. This is really where we want to live. This is the part where you hear people saying they respond rather than react to a situation. When we live in our frontal lobe, we are more objective. We see a bigger picture. Whereas when we live in a highly stressed body, we are living more within that limbic system, you know, things like the amygdala, the survival mechanism. So we notice that we're always hyper alert to different things. We're sometimes looking and misrepresenting or mis misunderstanding a situation because when you're in a highly stressed state, your frontal lobe is not working. It switches off. So we go into primitive reactive behaviors where we can be snappy at people. We cannot listen to a conversation we are just well as soon as you go into that stress mode there's just nothing happening with your frontal lobe there is no reasoning and you may have had that you may have been in a situation where you're trying to reason with somebody that may be very angry really reactive to something you can't reason with them because they've gone into that primitive stress response there is there's you cannot get that dialogue to happen if you try anything they will blow up and respond even more so can you see why this is going to help our health and well-being, but it's really important for interpersonal relationships too. It could be within the family, it could be within a work environment, wherever it is, this work is so powerful. Can you see why it's so important to get the word out for you to actually start to embody total somatic movement, mindset and mindfulness? Because it's not just about releasing muscle tension, it's about getting to the root of what is kicking off inside. Can we regulate your nervous system? Can we create more of a state of balance? Can we create that total somatics methodical approach from working from the inside out? This is why it's so good, so powerful. So I'm gonna invite you, if you're not already in the Total Somatics membership, to go to totalsomatics.com, click on the Join Now page. And if the membership doors are currently closed, please leave your details in the little box there, your email details. Next time we open the doors to the Total Somatics membership, you will be the very first to find out. I only open the doors a few times throughout the year because the rest of the time I'm fully focused on what the Total Somatics members want. And I'll create um, workshops according to what the group are asking for. However, in the meantime, you can still get started with a lot of material and resources that I have to offer within the Total Somatics online shop. So if you go to totalsomatics.com, 
click on the shop page and in the shop page you'll see there's like three part and four part workshops there are audio classes there's so much to get started today and that's the thing if you start today by the time the membership doors open next time you've already got a foundation that is so powerful that you'll you'll grow even more uh, with your health and well-being and also your neuroplasticity the way that your brain is wiring and creating new healthy habits i love this work i can't wait to share it with you so until next time all my love and very best wishes take care bye thank you for joining me today if you've enjoyed this episode please leave a rating and also forward this on to somebody you know will benefit to learn more about pain relief, plus how to improve your health and well-being, go to totalsomatics.com. Until next time, take care.